Welcome back to 901 Voices and Votes Podcast, brought to you by 118 Media. This is Kelly D. I'm Brother Jet. And I'm Pearl Walker. 901 Voices and Votes Podcast, where we're talking about everything community, politics, news, and your voice and votes and why it matters. Welcome back to another episode of 901 Voices and Votes Podcast, brought to you by 118 Media. I'm Kelly D. I'm Brother Jet. And I'm Pearl Walker. And we in the house. And the house is packed. Hey. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, you know what? The weather is hot outside. I'm loving it. Um, people are drinking water, staying healthy. You know what I'm saying? Well, I hope you're drinking water because if you don't drink water, you're going to be in trouble. Coast got water in it. See, that's the devil in you, and that's what happened. Yes, Jet just spilled his coffee and Coke. It got water in it. Coke, Coke, cocaine. Uh, anyway, though, uh, but hey, we got a great show for you today. Um, we're going to talk, really, the guest to me was a surprise. Well, it was a surprise that wasn't a surprise because surprise. I didn't know the real name when they sent me the information we were going to do the show. But it's an old friend. I've known her for a long time now. And I'm excited to hear what we're going to be talking about because it's something we're going to be talking about yoga, right? Um, and a little more than just yoga. Yeah, a little more than just yoga too. Something I think is very important very. to our community. Very. But I tell you what, uh, let's get into this because we got a lot of information we want to unfold, and we want to welcome to our we want to welcome to our guest. I like to call her Jackie O. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing, Jackie? I'm doing amazing. Good oh, morning. You're looking amazing. I see you so long. You're looking amazing. <laughs> and before we get deep into the discussion, I'd like for Miss Jackie O to kind of introduce herself to our audience. Brag on yourself, girl. Yeah, brag on yourself. We don't want just a we don't we don't do boring introductions here. We want you to brag on yourself. We can we can introduce you line by line and read off a bio. Because she has a big bio. Yeah, but I want you to brag on yourself and don't be shamed. Well, I am Jacqueline Oslin, a native Memphian. I have lived in Memphis my entire life uh, from the Annisdale community. Annisdale, historic. Yes, historic <laughs> Annisdale. I am the mother of three amazing young adult sons. I am now a mother in love. My son got married last year, so I have me one of those, a daughter oh in God. love. Oh <laughs> And uh, I love the city of Memphis. I love this town. I love our neighborhoods. Memphis is a community of neighborhoods. But more importantly, I love black Memphis. And so I am a, a holistic health coach, a community healing cultivator, and someone who is committed to cultivating the individual and collective healing of black Memphis. Because if Black Memphis is not healthy, guess what? The 901 is not healthy. Not healthy. The silk be sinking. I heard that. (laughs) Yep. We know Jet ain't healthy. (laughs) He needs Jesus. You're going to make me throw my coffee at you again. (laughs) Make no mistake about it. That was an attempt to throw my coffee at you. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else you want to share about yourself? Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy time in nature, uh, good food, good southern food. Pearl said she had that butter roll over there, but I, I chose not to indulge before the show got started because I would have been sitting over here sleepy and sluggish. But I uh, love anything cultural, good black music, uh, our southern cuisine, spending time with my family, my friends, uh, really memory making is really important to me in the season of my life. I am now the matriarch of my immediate family because all of my uh, grandmothers and my mom is deceased. And so it's really important uh, for me to live a life of purpose and to be intentional about how I am making a difference first in my family, but also in the Memphis community. Can we get a hand clap for that? <laughs> let's give let's give some praise to that. Okay? <laughs> and and, she, and she's drinking a lot of water. I can tell because... See that skin popping. This is popping. Okay. All right. So, tell us, um, tell us exactly what um, what you do. Your organization. Um, tell us exactly what it's doing. 
Um, well, it's, it's, it's tell us about, first of all, a, a little history behind uh, the Black Memphis mental- Black Healers Collective. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So prior to uh, me becoming a wellness professional, I had worked in the nonprofit space for almost 30 years. And if you are aware of the nonprofit space, uh, you're having to make a lot of things happen with a little, right? And so after doing that for nearly 30 years, I started noticing uh, just a lot of stress in my body, unable to maintain the rigor of what was needed just to serve the community. It had been a wonderful career for me, very family friendly. Uh, It allowed me to see change happen in the community, to really have my uh, thumbprint on the pulse of what was going on, to work with wonderful organizations. But alongside of that career, I had always had an interest in the body and the mind and the spirit connection. Uh, Being a black Christian raised in the South, that was not um, something that we were taught in terms of understanding how all of that is connected, right? But I just always had this curiosity and this interest in that. And so I was led to learn about yoga in high school uh, at a very young age, didn't really practice it, but became aware that that existed, And so as I continued to uh, learn and explore, uh, my path just led me into a space to where I was introduced to my first yoga class, actually by a black male. His name was Amsa Shepsu. And that was a life changing experience for me. And I knew that uh, once I turned 50, it was time for me to really figure out what I wanted to do with the second half of my life. I'm like, I may have 50 more years to live. And decided that stepping into the wellness space to offer practices and tools uh, to heal our body, our mind, and our spirit is really what I was being called to. And that has been um, almost five years since I came into this space full time. And as I transitioned into the space, I had the opportunity to get connected with an organization um, that it was really impactful. It changed my life. The Black Yoga Teachers Alliance. And to find out that black people had been in this wellness space for a long, long time before the majority population entered into the wellness space. But to see practitioners from all over the world healing our communities, helping us to understand how we have what we need within us to heal. And so that was the inspiration for me to birth this organization, Memphis Black Healers Collective. And so there were a handful of people that I reached out to to see if they thought this made sense. And Pearl Walker was one of those individuals. Who? Yes, the Pearl Walker. The Pearl Walker. The Pearl Walker. The one that's running for uh, city council. The one that's running for city council. District 3. District 3. A pearl with a pearl. Yes. In, in Whitehaven. In Whitehaven. The Pearl Walker. The I love Whitehaven Pearl Walker. You reached out to Pearl. I knew mm-hmm. Pearl was. Uh, and she picked up the phone. Yep, she picked up the phone. She could be reached. She could be she could reached. Be reached. <laughs> <laughs> She's accessible to the people. Was yeah. Bobby Brown over there? Bobby Brown was not there, but Pay was there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the closest person I could pull out the hat. Uh, he was there. Cameron Allen, Libby Campo, uh, Dr. Latina, Thomas Epps. Um, uh, blanking on my, my other precious friend, her name. But we met. Uh, we met and we just did some brainstorming, talked about whether or not we felt like there was a need for this. And it was a resounding yes. And from there, Memphis Black Healers Collective was born. Okay. And also, Memphis July is Memphis Black Mental Health. No. So, July is Minority Mental Health Month. Right, Minority Mental Health. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was <laughs> formerly called uh, B.B. Moore Campbell Minority Mental Health Month. And she, uh, of course, was a, a beloved American author, uh, advocate for mental health. And it was important for her to use her platform and her influence to elevate the importance of mental health in the black community. And so she championed this awareness campaign. It was later recognized um, by the World Health Organization and by the White House as an official observance month. And so every July um, is Minority Mental Health Month. Now it's called Black Indigenous People of Color, BIPOC Mental Health Month. 
So, wow. you know, Ooh, that's saying, a lot of names. It's a have, lot of names. You know, we can't have nothing. Uh, okay, I'm gonna let you say that. We couldn't have nothing. Since I'm the guest, I'll let you say right. that. Can, but can you can you say that name again? Right. So y'all heard of BIPOC, black, indigenous people of color. B-I-P-O-C. Okay. That's, that, that's the month it is now. That in July, yes. Black people can't have nothing. Not set aside. I mean, I mean yeah. Oh, so it went. Anyway, yeah. now BB uh, BB uh, Moore Campbell is <laughs> yes. is she from Memphis or because I'm not aware of her, so that's why I'm. No, yeah. she's an American author, so she's not from Memphis. Okay, um, I, we'll, we'll claim her now. You know, right, we, we right, do that. Right. Yeah, yeah, if she we, lived in Tunica, <laughs> <laughs> if she <lived> in Tunica, anywhere close in the tri-state area, right? Haywood County, Jackson, Drake, all the way from County, and we didn't claim Drake. Yeah, area. You got to be anything anything west of Nashville. You from Memphis? From Memphis? You from the state of Memphis? Then Nashville can have Nashville going east. Nashville got. Everything. Yeah, yeah. So you're you from the state of Memphis, you yeah. know what I'm saying? The city of Collierville. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, that's 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 good stuff. But now you mentioned something that, that spurred another question in my mind um, because as a, you, you said you were a Christian, right? And I'm thinking about and I'm thinking about uh, Christian traditions, <clears throat> at least from where I'm from, and my grandmother and great grandmother and them, and, and how I was raised. Mm-hmm. And it was always a thought. And I'm thinking, and I know we've we've evolved, but I'm thinking through the '70s and '80s um, when people brought up yoga, blasphemy. when people brought up yoga in our house, that was unchristian, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a it's a Hindu thing or oh, is it? thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yoga, it's, it's the, even the term itself. And so, I didn't know. is that still something you have to explain now? Um, uh, how does that work together? Because it's it's all spiritual, right? Yoga is spiritual, right? Christianity is spiritual. Yeah. So then you have to kind of work that out in some form, I suppose, right? That's a great question. Because I, I don't, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, you must have been studying. How did I study yoga? I didn't even know what we were talking about today. But anyway, I just know what I remember as a child because I remember somebody come home and say, "Yeah, I've been practicing yoga." Whatever, and you know, your auntie and grandma, like, that's heating. Passed out of spell. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's a powerful observation, and I believe that um, education and understanding is very important. And so, first of all, yoga is not a religion, and oftentimes people um, identify it as being a religion. It is a practice, um, a spiritual practice, as you mentioned, that is grounded in the presence of the breath. And so we know that the breath is that force that allows us to live, right? If we are not breathing, we are what? Dead. 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 And so in the beginning, God breathed into man and he became what? Alive. Alive. That's in Genesis. So <laughs> I suspect so. <laughs> so as it relates to yoga, um, there's a lot of misunderstanding around what it is because of what you see. You see typically white bodies that are um, in these different shapes with your limbs behind your head or you may see someone standing on their head. And so that's the impression or the vision that people see and they don't really know what that is or what that means. And yoga has more, there's something called the eight limbs of yoga. It's the different parts of it, right, that make up this way of living And the postures is only one component of that. And that's what people see and that's what they identify with. Right. That's kind of like the face of yoga. The face of yoga as well as the white face of yoga. So let's um, correct some mistruths about where yoga began because it is uh, typically connected with the Hindu and the Indian cultures and religions. But everything in the world started where? On what continent? Africa. Africa. Mm-hmm. So we have proof to show that the yoga postures that you see in the majority population that you see in India, that you see in Hindu practices, began in Kemet, mm-hmm. ancient Egypt. When Egypt. you go to mm-hmm. Kemet, when I went there, I saw with my own two eyes these postures mm-hmm. on the temple walls. And so yoga actually has its original origins in Kemet in Egypt. 
And with the migrations that happen over time, I mean, those two continents are right there beside each other. Mm -hmm. And so as um, ancient Kemetic people and other African cultures begin to migrate into India, that's why their skin is so dark. Have you ever noticed And so they adopted those practices. And that is the true origin of yoga is in Kemet. So to answer your question, how does that relate if you are a Christian? Yoga helps you to be more in tune with your spirit, your mind, and your body through the focus of your breath. Our breath is our life force. And when we take a moment to pause and be mindful of taking in that inhale and releasing that exhale, powerful things happen. It has nothing to do with whether you are a Baptist or a Church of God in Christ or an agnostic or any of that. It has to do with the simple principle that plain our, old <laughs> our breath is our life force and it is powerful. And so when we combine that breath with silence, with reflection, with moving our bodies in a very uh, mindful way, in a very careful and loving way, healing happens. From the inside out. All right. Good All stuff. Right. So you can pray to God or to whomever or to no one, but if you are breathing, you are doing yoga. Okay. Yeah. And the and the image you said you were you were talking about yoga as an image. And then you was you and I'm going to show my ignorance here, right? Because <laughs> all I did was hear, I heard buzzwords and then it created a picture mm-hmm. in my head. You kept using the term white image. Are you talking about a white person as yoga or does that mean something else? So when you've seen, when it, where, have you ever seen like yeah, pictures the, of yoga? Yeah, that all those arms. And, the, and what color were they? Normally this. I, I, I just. What color was the folks with the arms? White. Okay. That's, so that's what you meant. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. I thought that's what you meant. That's what I heard. <laughs> but I wasn't sure if you meant it was a. That was a, a brand of some type. Yeah, yeah. You. That, that's a yeah. very good point. Yeah, I yes. wasn't sure. Uh-huh. And, and and to your question, that that's another myth and stereotype that that's yoga is something that white folk do. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm, all I picture true. is honestly, when I picture yoga, I don't even picture that picture. I picture a person on the beach in Jesus white linens and sandals mm-hmm. with them beads. Mm-hmm. It's like you got the beads. I got one, mm-hmm. but yeah. you got the beads. Yeah. On. That's, <laughs> that's when you say yoga to me. I picture long hair, linen. And beach. and that's why our organization exists because uh, <laughs> yoga is a very powerful tool. I like to talk about tools uh, because tools help you to accomplish things efficiently. If I have a hammer and a nail, and if I don't have that hammer, I'm not going to get very much done with that nail with just my hand, Right. And so yoga and uh, mindfulness is a, are very powerful tools to help our community heal from the traumas that we experience, Man, what? heal from the racial aggressions that we experience, because every experience we have, whether positive, negative, high vibration, low vibration, lives within the cells of our bodies. And many of the illnesses that we experience uh, are lifestyle illnesses, but they are also environmental because of the environments that we live in, because of the systemic oppressions that we deal with as black people that lives in our bodies. There is a book called The Body Keeps the Score, and it talks about how our cells are holding on to all of these things that we experience. But when you sit down and take time to close your eyes, your eyes can even be open and take in a mindful breath. It sends a signal to your nervous system. I am safe here. It sends a message to your cells. Okay, I'm getting some nourishment. I'm getting some extra oxygen. Let me try to take a step back and reframe that negative situation and see if I can reframe it in a more positive way so I can let that go. So that's what we talk about when we're talking about yoga. And sometimes we don't think uh, those things are possible. But if you just look at if, if you just look at the things that we accept as natural, meaning uh, when you've been injured severely or whatever, but you can still get up and run a mile or mm-hmm. fight to the end of the mm-hmm. battle before you realize you've been shot, cut, or stabbed mm-hmm. uh, almost fatally, right? And, the, and we just name that adrenaline. Well, what you just explained works the same way your your mind can heal right because because our mind control we all accept the notion that sleep 
is the body's healer, right? Absolutely. Exactly. So if sleep can do that, then that's what I'm hearing you explain how yoga works, even though I have no idea about this is my first actual conversation about yoga in my life right Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's i think that's pretty powerful and and that's how i I try to understand things by relating them to things i do understand absolutely so we're gonna talk about the organization just a little bit more and then we'll segue into what's gonna happen next weekend so um can you speak to the mission of black healers collective and who comprises this organization? Okay. Memphis Black Healers Collective um, exists to provide access to resources um, for the black community. We exist to bridge the wellness gap <clears throat> for black and brown individuals in the city of Memphis. We do that by providing access to primarily holistic, uh, whole person centered practices in an environment that is supportive of who we are as black people. So it's by us and for us. Well, I like that. Our, and the reason that's important is because you cannot heal in the same environment that injured you because you'll just continue to be re-injured. Right. And so sacred spaces for us is important because, again, our nervous system needs to be able to feel like, okay, I can not be hypervigilant right now. I can let my guards down and I can try to just sit here and be without looking over my shoulder to see if something's about to happen to me because I'm a black person. And so our collective is made up of holistic practitioners. And when we say holistic, we are talking about focusing on the whole person, spirit, mind and body, not just treating um, the body with a prescription. Okay, mm-hmm. There you go. So we the have drugs. yoga teachers. We have energy healers like Reiki practitioners, acupuncturists. We have um, uh, naturopathic doctors. We have artists, visual artists. We have spoken word artists who are part of our group. We have jewelry makers because for us in the black community, those are modalities of healing. And we can sit down and make something with our hands that provides a channel for healing. And so that's an example of the musicians. Yeah, spoken word poets. Oh, yeah, music. Those are the kinds of people who make up our collective. Or for me, listening to good music. (laughs) I don't know if you listen to good music, but you listen to something. Well, good music is subjective. And when I listen to my garbage is good. So I did not say garbage because no music is garbage. It's just not a for man's everybody. Man's trash is another man's treasure. My I don't know. I, I I have something I'm gonna play for y'all after the show. <laughs> oh, uh oh, I've heard something. But um, so with with that being said, so Pearl, next one second, weekend, one second, hold, sure, go ahead. What's the date again of the event? The date and we didn't talk about it. Oh, you didn't talk about it yet. Okay, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> go ahead. Go next ahead, weekend. Oh, there we go. <laughs> So we are hosting in uh, recognition of we're just going to call it Minority Mental Health Month, Black Mental Health Month. We are hosting our second annual Black Yoga and Mental Wellness Festival. And the name of the festival is Cathartic. And catharsis or cathartic happens when there's an experience that eases you into a, a different or a higher way of being, an elevated way of being. And so this festival, last year we were, we were one day, we have expanded to a whole weekend this year. And our theme for this year is remembering and reclaiming our sacred spaces. And so we've been very intentional about who we are partnering with. This festival is being co-hosted by Your Inner Yogi, which is Memphis's first black yoga studio uh, Black Seeds Urban Farms and the historic Claiborne Temple. And so all of those we consider to be black assets and black spaces that people can show up in and be who they are. We are especially excited to be partnering with the Harriet Performing Arts Center on Lamar Avenue for our opening on Friday and for our closing on Saturday uh, on Sunday, excuse me. And then Saturday will be in the Uptown Greenlaw community at Bridges and at Black Seeds Urban Farms. Oh, wow. So can we go through each of those three time, location? Yes, absolutely. So Friday evening at 7 o'clock, we'll be kicking off with Healing as Pleasure. 
exploring pleasure as healing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so go ahead and save the date. That's going to be your Friday night date. Yeah, I was going to ask what that a.m. or p.m., but the title suggests p.m. 7 p.m. <laughs> at the Harriet Performing Arts Center. But we will be having a discussion led by uh, Libby Campo and Cameron Allen that demystifies really what Tantra yoga is because there are different forms and styles of yoga. And so we're going to be delving into really what Tantra yoga is and how pleasure is more than just sex, how tapping into the part of our energy system, our sacral and our solar plexus chakra, how that's important for our healing to make sure that those expressive parts of our body, of our energy is not blocked, but that it is open. Stuck energy is one of the uh, main contributors to illness. It sets up inflammation in the body. And so expanding our understanding of how when you dance, how when black people dance, that is a form of pleasure that can be healing for us. So we're going to have a healthy conversation and then we're going to end the evening with belly dancing led by uh, one of our local amazing Ethiopian women, uh, mm, Queen mm, mm, Kakesa. Do you know Queen? No. I don't. Okay. He just know Ethiopian I, I, women. I, and belly, and belly, and dance. belly dancing. Right? So it's going to be awesome. That's Friday evening, 7 p.m. at the Harriet Performing And, and what's Center. the name of that one again? Um, Exploring healing through pleasure. Tantra yoga. And it's in the old. T A N T R A. All I need to know is you tap into something. You tap. That, come on yeah. now with the tap in. That's exactly right. Tapping right. in. Tapping. And right. and for uh, tap, tap. A, for an added context, y'all can Google <laughs> tantric sex. Kelly already. Kelly already looked it up. <laughs> yeah, he looked it up and showed me the pictures. Now don't show him those pictures because that's not what we're gonna be looking like. We're gonna be sitting around talking. Getting, oh. We talked about that education piece. It's important. <laughs> Uh, when is when is the, the actual function? When is the one on the ten twenty? Y'all, y'all sound like y'all doing the ten ten class. Okay, Who moving on to Saturday. <laughs> moving on to Saturday is an all day family friendly experience at Bridges, uh, five seventy seven North Fourth Street, Fifth Street, North Fifth Street. Um, this is a day of yoga, mindfulness, movement, art, and community connection. The entire weekend is no cost. We're just asking folks to register, but we will have everything from gentle yoga to chair yoga to um, a little more upbeat, active yoga. But the most important thing that we're excited about that day is a community conversation that is being led by black mental health professionals. Amen. Where our guest will have an opportunity to do a self-assessment just to reflect around some of their behaviors and what those behaviors may be saying about your mental health. Um, We'll have self-assessments around uh, dependency, anxiety and depression, grief and loss. And then these mental health professionals will help you to... Explore that deeper. Give a space for you to ask your questions. And then they'll be there to take people over to the side for one-on-ones if they're interested in that. But to also give resources and next steps of what to do in your everyday life to take care of your mental health. It's like we take care of our physical health. It is important for us to be intentional about caring for our mind. Amen. And and, and there's also this stigma um, and, and that old school term crazy. I ain't crazy. They crazy. Who you calling crazy? So so there's this stigma around having like a second or third phrase. Having having Her mental so mental crazy. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> the stigma around just even acknowledging mental illness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mental illness. And mental, but, this, but this one sounds Better. Uh, I don't know if better is what you need, but when, when what I'm hearing when we talking sounds here, more approachable. When we're talking, yeah, it's very it's more approachable and useful than just saying you're going to get mental help. Right. That's like you need. This is a mental health maintenance, not somewhere you go at, during a breakdown. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, this sounds very inviting and welcoming for. All of us, right? (laughs) And that's what our objective is, is to remove the stigma or lessen the stigma that's attached to mental health and mental illness. Because people are not crazy. We have things that happen to us. We have experiences 
that uh, we experience, we don't say what's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Something happened to you to cause you to be in a state of imbalance or a state of dis-ease. And so with that being the case, we want to provide a space for you to be able to explore what that is, confront what that is, and then get the support you need to feel better and to be better. And so at some point, all of us have had some bit of mental illness because of something external that's happened. Some people experience it to a greater degree. But that's why we exist is because we want to peel back that layer and give you a portal that you can come into where you feel hugged, you feel supported, and you're like, dang, this is what I've been needing. Good stuff. And also, there'll be vendors? Yes, we will have local vendors. Uh, We believe that economic empowerment is a huge component of healing. So every teacher who is teaching that day is getting paid. We're not asking them to give their time, even though they would if we asked them to. We're also featuring local artisans who have various kinds of holistic healing products and services who will be there. Uh, And so it is, again, a whole person approach to this experience. Uh, There's also an art component to this where individuals who come can do an individual art product project, but there's also a community wall project that we're doing as a part of this experience. We will transition from bridges and take a walking meditation just a few blocks over up to Black Seeds Urban Farms, one of our premier um, black farms here in the city in the uptown community. Mm And Bobby and DeRavia Rich will be leading uh, an exploration of the land and why our connection to the land plays a part in our healing. And then we'll close out our day there with a grounding meditation at the farm. And and what are the hours for Saturday? Saturday, registration begins at 9.30. We will start promptly at 10.10. Family Promptly at 10.10 because we have a lot we're offering that day. And we have to make sure that we are flowing in an orderly way. So get there at 9.30. Get parked. There's a plenty of parking on site at Bridges. Security is at all of these locations where we're going to be. And then come in, bring your yoga mat, your blanket, your pillow, whatever you want to bring to be comfortable. You can stay all day from 930 to 530. You can leave, come back. It is designed for you to be able to flow in a way that feels right for you. Bring your children, bring your grandma, your grandpa. Everything will be accessible and beginner friendly. And that's at Bridges 477 North Fifth Street, not far from um, St. Jude. Yes, exactly. Right. Across the street from St. Jude. Okay, and Sunday. Now, is that at the corner of A.W. Willis? Yes. Okay, because I always just assumed that was the street. But That's go ahead. exactly right. <laughs> so, is that everything for Saturday, Pearl? Yes. Um, Unless you got something Saturday night. No, we're going to be resting it up Saturday night okay. and get ready for Sunday. For Saturday night, there will be an OJ's tribute at the venue. I didn't know that. In Whitehaven. Oh, okay. That's healing. I talk I about that music that, that is healing. Yeah, I didn't know they're going to have some more of that, uh, that, 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 that. That Friday night. That, like, the tantric. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. left to do Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> We're also very mess. fortunate to have DJ Alpha Whiskey as our uh, DJ and announcer for the day. So, again, you talked about the music. You talked about how that's a healing component. But we've been very intentional about who we have aligned our energies with to curate this experience that's important it's very important and then on sunday we will close out the weekend uh at an evening with the ancestors Uh, as an organization there are certain things or certain elements that will always be present whenever you come to a memphis black healers event And ancestral uh, reverence and honor is going to be one of those things that you experience. And so we are closing out the weekend with a beautiful experience that's being uh, led by the historic Claiborne Temple. They are presenting this uh, in partnership with us. And so we invite you to come out, wear your comfortable ethnic attire. We're not going to put on the fancy, fancy stuff, but we do want to bring that energy into the space it will be a very... Um, now, do you have to wear ethnic... Uh, you don't have to. It's an invitation. It. Just it's just an it. invitation. It's not required. Uh, but we wanted to bring that element of culture into it. But this is our way to close out the weekend and to just give thanks to God and our ancestors for their wisdom, for uh, their traditions that sustain us even now. 
And so that event will be from 5.30 to 7, back at the Harriet Performance. In the evening time, right? In the evening time, 5.30 to 7. All right, I'll be able to make that one. And that address is 2788 Lamar in the old firehouse. Yes. Wow. You said that's at 5 o'clock until? It's 5.30 to 7 p.m. And mention about the, um, the offerings, the food. What? So, yes, the uh, the members of our leader, the Memphis Black Healers leadership team will be bringing desserts that um, are significant to their ancestral or their family lineage. So, for example, Pearl is going to bless us with some amazing butter rolls. That's probably why I didn't eat any today because I got to save up for next Sunday. But we wanted, again, we're talking about remembering and reclaiming our sacred spaces and how community connection has always been a part of who we are as people and how that has sustained us and how our practices and our rituals and our traditions are a part of our healing. And so we wanted to bring that element into it. And so the members of our leadership team are either making the dessert themselves or their family members making the dessert for us to share with our guests who come. Uh, Coffee, black coffee will be uh, paired with those desserts. And so uh, that is a part of that evening as well. But we invite people again to uh, bring an item for our altar. We're creating a community altar. And you'll be able to take your item back with you. Like what type of item? Anything that has uh, significance to you or your family that you want to bring um, as an expression of who you are to share with who others are in that space. And so it could be a picture of someone. It could be uh, an artifact, uh, anything, anything that's meaningful to you. We've had people bring all kinds of things and place it on the altar. There's no right or wrong. Okay. Okay. This is going to be a wonderful, healing, welcoming, and exciting weekend. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to share? Again, I just want to um, elevate and appreciate our co-hosts for this weekend. Uh, Again, Your Inner Yogi, they are coordinating all of our uh, learning opportunities, our teaching opportunities with our teachers and our practitioners. I appreciate uh, our black mental health professionals who are holding this space for us to be able to check in and to have a healthy, nourishing, but light conversation, right? right? All questions are welcomed in that space. Uh, Black Seeds, shout! if you all have not been to Black Seeds Urban Farms, set a date, get up there. It is an amazing, beautiful space in Uptown. And then uh, to the Historic Claiborne Temple for bringing uh, their gifts into this space. We're just really grateful. And and they're currently being renovated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spent a lot of money on that renovation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, where exactly uh, the address do you know or what street the uh, Black Seeds? Yes, form? Black Seeds Urban Farms is at 580 North Fourth Street, and then Bridges is at four seventy seven North Fifth Street. So you can see it's not long so of a walk, it. but it's a nice walk. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to double back and give a personal shout out to your inner inner yogi, Loopy Libby. Let me do this over. Let me give a personal shout out to your inner yogi, founded by Libby Campo. As she said, that was Woo-hoo. the first um, black yoga studio. In Memphis, and Jackie um, has been an instructor there, and that's how I found out about them and did my yoga instructor training. And I had been wanting to do it, and it was um, cost prohibited, but they allowed you to pay a deposit and put you on a payment plan. (laughs) So that's that's really I I just have to be honest. That's how I was able to do it, and um, it's just been. An amazing experience to to stay connected yes. to them, um, and I just I just wanted to share that they're doing some great things behind right. the scenes in Memphis. Okay, and now I have some other questions because um, now that we didn't got into this, okay. right? So now beyond this weekend, right? Um, because I will be I will have to be totally honest. I'm already booked for the weekend. Sunday I'll be able to do, but Friday and Saturday I will not be able to do. Sunday is great. And I was man, I was sure hey, I'm going to miss that Friday thing. So we're gonna It'll leave. We're gonna leave here on that Sunday and then go down there. No, I ride on the witch. You can, but I'll pick you up. Yeah, either it's way. not when we leave here. If we have to leave here at five o'clock, we've been here too long. Oh, it's at five o'clock. It's five. 
Sunday is Friday evening. This boy ain't paying attention yeah. to nothing. It's okay. Um, it's a lot he of info. A it's lot. okay. He has yeah. heard a lot, and his mind is changing. He's op- he's opening up to doing some yoga because I said if you breathe and you're doing yoga, so he he ready. Yeah. My grandma ain't gonna be mad. I got some explanation for her when I do it. Tell her you yeah. still praying and breathing at the same time. That's it. I cannot with this guy today, and I'm <laughs> and I'm sorry that y'all sucked into it. Okay, beyond this weekend, right? What can people do to get involved? In this organization, mm-hmm. I think that's more important than anything. Good question. Yeah, because what happens is what I, what I see. You said something earlier, and what I I really hate is we get excited about something mm-hmm. for one or two or three days, mm-hmm. and then next week we back to our same old drinking coke and clowning self. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We back hurt again, and then until next year, yep. then you start feeling good about yourself because you know we got a yoga retreat once a year and whatever the case may be, and then we're doing that, but. How can people get involved in what you guys are doing mm-hmm. on a regular basis to sustain themselves? Just like when you go to church, you know, that's supposed to sustain you throughout the week, you know, until you can get back again, get refreshed again. But how can people do that, you know, throughout the year, mm-hmm. get involved in your organization, be on a regular basis mm-hmm. to to get involved in yoga? I love that question. And <clears throat> what you just explained, uh, Kelly, is it's, re- it's reflected in the statistics. Uh, data shows that only um, one in three black adults who need mental health support access it, that they actually are able to receive the support they need. And that's for various reasons. Right. Uh, access to money to be able to do it, access to spaces that are welcoming to them. And so we realize the need goes beyond just July 7, 8th and 9th. And so we are in partnership with uh, the Center for Transforming Communities. They have um, their building at 258 North Merton. It's called the Commons. And so we have been activating. I used to teach a yoga class. I had taught a yoga class in that space for almost seven years. And so now we have expanded that space for the Memphis Black Healers to be able to offer classes every Tuesday from 5 to 8 p.m. And so we launched and opened that space in May, which was Mental Health Month, just regular Mental Health Month. And we're calling it the HOPE, H-O-P-E, HOPE Healing Portal Being Hampton. Because our mission is to replicate these healing portals across the city in our black neighborhoods. We want to have one in Fraser. We want to have one in um, Orange Mound, one in South Memphis, Hickory Hill. But because of a relationship that was already in in existence with uh, the Center for Transforming Communities, it was easy for us to just be able to launch this space. So every Tuesday from five to eight, um, there will be yoga classes. We have a young lady who's been offering sensual dance classes. There may be a community conversation. So it'll be a rotation of a variation of things that people can come to we don't have our own building right now and we kind of like that because it allows us to immerse ourselves into neighborhoods where individuals are looking for support around health and wellness and so that is one way that they can tap in there will be other opportunities that come up that we support organizations with their health fairs and things like that but our uh, instagram and facebook pages are active we'll be um, pushing out resources and we are a young organization, so the more money we can get and the more talent we can get, the more we can elevate our work. So right now, that's how we're showing up. So, okay, um, so on your social media, can you tell people where to find you at? Yes, Memphis Black Healers Collective. It's the same name on both Facebook and Instagram. And when you pull it up, you'll see a beautiful purple and brown image of a hand and a heart. And uh, you'll know that you've 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 gotten to the right place. Right. And you'll see lots of black faces. Yes. <laughs> any any um, do you guys do any training for um, or do you have any training for young teens or and, and children? Uh, I'm thinking about this being anchored in a mental health, black mental health space, right? And and the things that our children go through, see, and mm-hmm. deal with quietly, right? Uh, is yoga been is yoga beneficial to young folks to train them to teach them how to meditate, think, and breathe, and things like that? Absolutely, yoga and mindfulness is beneficial for anybody who's breathing because it's a principle and a practice that works regardless of your age, regardless of any external factors. 
It is a practice that is rooted in uh, science, but it's also rooted in spirituality that if you breathe, if Kelly breathes, if Pearl breathes, you can experience the same impact. And so it is really important that we resource our young people with this knowing that, hey, if I just take a moment, close my eyes and breathe in that pause, I can decide what choice I'm going to make. Am I going to react the way I've always reacted from a place of hurt and violence? Or am I going to make a choice to react from a place of calm and centeredness? And so it is very powerful and very important that we do resource our young people with these kinds of tools so that they can be in touch with their emotions and know that the emotions are coming to bring you some information and what choice are you going to make with this information that your emotions are giving you? Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, I'm in no way, shape or form uh doctor or psychologist psychiatrist or anything i don't play one on tv but i have to believe that there's a line there from if you can't meditate take moments to breathe and silent it can help combat what our children see and are dealing with through video games television you know how those things change colors change sound effects and they're learning to be non um they don't control their attention spans Mm -hmm. right because they're taught the attention spans don't matter right. from a young age up. And so if they can learn yoga and things like that, then those are ways that you can, you're mindful to take a moment, take steps, and you know how to. Right, right? and we can change those synapses in our brains through uh, replacing it with different thinking, with different words. It exactly. sends a different message to the brain and, and brings us back into alignment because the body is designed, created to naturally heal itself and to bring itself back into a place of of harmony and homeostasis. And so these kinds of practices support the body with doing what it is, has the intelligence to do on its own. Okay, and I'd add to that, there's a black-owned yoga studio in Whitehaven, Brown Skin Yoga. Um, Sharondra Ford is the owner and she does yoga in several of the schools Mm -hmm. around the city. Is that the... Used to be a representative of the city council or something? You're thinking about the former registrar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My yeah. Bad. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. And we're going to wrap this show up. And thanks, Miss Jackie O, for joining us. Thank you today. for the invitation. And we enjoyed having you. Great, great information. Um, probably in my rankings, one of the top 10 most useful shows we've done uh thus far because this is this is very useful uh to us in our community but before we get out of here miss jackie what we do on the show is we have three questions that we ask all of our first time guests we have three (laughs) questions that we ask our guests and these questions i believe get to allow our audience to get to know our guests very 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 intimately okay all right all right without having to ask such intimate questions mm-hmm. okay uh two caveats to these questions uh none of the answers can be any of your own works okay and your answer cannot be the bible all right okay and with that being said your answer can come from the bible but it can't the bible can't be an answer okay all right question number one what is your favorite book and or author and these are supposed to be on organic you don't have to think about it this what you like to read? Your so favorite. my favorite book, one of my favorite books was A Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Okay. Hmm. A Year of Yes, Shonda Rhimes. All right. Question number two. Uh, your favorite movie and or television show? <laughs> my favorite movie. Oh, Queen Sugar. Okay. All right. Wow. That's another Shonda Rhimes product. Ralph Angel. <laughs> Mm. Oh. <laughs> See, that's what's wrong with us. We like bad decision dudes. That dude is one walking bad decision after another. What's the next question? Nothing. Come on now. Come question, on now. Question, bad decision question. after bad decision. After bad uh-uh. decision. Mm-mm. Question like she want to do. Talk about that. Question number three. <laughs> if I was to grab your car keys, walk out there and hop in your ride right now, turn on the initial switch, what am I going to be listening in your CD player, MP3, 8-track, whatever we got going on these days? Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Steve, and Wanda Mix. All right, guys. Got you, got you. and fine, Steven. Mm-hmm. All right, that was good stuff. See how these questions get let our audience get to know you outside of yoga. <laughs> what you come here to talk about, right? These are the things you like. You digs. You some chocolate. Bad decision making minion, uh, and and you kind of like Shonda Rhimes themes. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, good stuff. We appreciate you for coming on. And Thank you. All in all, it's been a ball. 
And you've been listening to 901 Voices and Votes Podcast, brought to you by 118 Media LLC. And if it looks like we're getting smaller and smaller. Because we're getting farther and farther away. Holla. Oh, double jack. This has been a 118 Media Production.